Welcome, my friends, to Scrimeer of the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we are on a tight deadline today. No, we're if, not. I have a meeting in two hours, and we have to do two hours to record a 40-minute podcast. A tight deadline. Knowing how you and I get stuff done, Dennis, we're on a tight deadline. Well, we got a hard once, out in two hours. Once you and I start recording, we're good to go. That is true, actually. It's yeah, the no. pitter-patter beforehand. It's, which usually... So so what happens is, to give, we'll, we'll, we'll open the curtain here a little bit. Dennis, I'll be like, right, let's record at one. Okay. Both come on the... Well, I'll be there at one o'clock. Dennis, 18 minutes past. And and then we sit for about an hour and just just catch up and chat a little bit. You know, got a lot to get across. Got a lot to, uh, should, a lot to talk set, about. You should set an extra clock on your phone for DST, which is just eighteen minutes behind. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> DST, <laughs> Dennis Standard Time. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, um, a lot to get through today. We've got a lot of Emma the asshole questions. We've got some. We've actually got a customer service for, uh, uh, complaint that we've got to deal with. I thought it was yeah, important. We'll get to that towards the tail end of the show. That's okay. Yeah, we, I thought it important to get a you know a high one of the fat cats from uh, CFB mm. to come and answer that. One of the senior uh, staff to to get a, to answer that. Get but up Dennis, my Apple box in the town square and address the issue. Can I read you? This is ridiculous. Can I promise you this is not, right? This is not. We've got to do the after channel fireball. Uh-huh. Unless you have gone and posted this on the Discord under a pseudonym here. This is like when you see those, like an ad for a new light bulb and the little disclaimer comes to the top and they're like, these are not actors. And I see yeah. people be more excited about a light bulb than I've ever been excited for anything in my entire life. This is too perfect. This is like when you, you know, you listen to the radio and it's one of those staged, like it's a radio ad, it's stage conversation. It's like someone goes, Hey, Dennis, no oh, time to chat. Those? I've got to tell you about shoe warehouse because they're just having a, like, which is, we should just do one of those. Riley, I got no time to chat. I got all this. I had to spend ages to organize my magic collection. So I submitted as a buy list. <laughs> Dennis, you're such an idiot because there's a better way to do this. And this is what Plop15 wrote in. I'm going to read. This is, this is an actual advice question. An actual advice question posed Ver, on... Verbatim. Posed on the Discord. <clears throat> Plop15. Hey, guys. I'm looking to sell a lot of my cards and I, only, and I only have a few decks. I want to sell to Channel Fireball, but this is going to be a massive order, like over 2,000 cards probably, and I've never sold any cards before online. How should I do this? I've looked at the buy list and it seems like I have to individually put in every card... Is there an easier way? There are also things like I have two mana vaults that I bought for Commander, but they're old cards, and I don't know what edition they are. If I accidentally list the wrong edition, will my order not go through? Dennis, if only, if only there was some way, if only there were some new, like, brand new promotion that Channel Fireball had started. About Ubox We Buy. If you go to channelfireball.com slash Ubox We Buy, you can find out. Just put them in a box, mate. If the card's on the buy list, we'll offer you the full buy list price at the time of submission. If the card isn't on the buy list, they have like a bulk pricing thing for that kind of stuff. They don't really want commons and uncommons, but if it's, if it's got a little gold stamp on it, they'll take it, baby. Good to go. 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 cards, doesn't matter. You ship it in, they make an offer, take it or leave it. We'll ship it back to you, no charge if you don't want it. If you do want it, 30% store credit bonus applies. Take all the hassle out of buy listing cards. Yeah, I like the, uh, there's a little tagline on all the ads that says zero hassle, also zero risk, which mm. is uh, an important part of it. And I think that's, uh, you know, if you've got two mana vaults and you send one in and it's like, it's on the buy list and then the other one like, oh, we can't find it. Well, bulk, <laughs> that's not going to happen to you. No. <laughs> like they're not going to be like, oh, he's under a $50 card. Well, you know, th- that's the equivalent of, you know, when you're at the supermarket and something doesn't scan and you go, oh, I guess if it doesn't scan, it's free. It's like, no, that's never worked. That's not how it works. Like, CFB aren't going to do that to your cards. Like, oh, can't find this weird Mana Vault promo you've got. <laughs> Guess it's free. Like, that's not how it works. Really, you never replied to Plot 15 telling them it was open to everyone now. Oh, sorry, Dennis. I didn't I didn't do the, the viral marketing, uh, the, the grassroots marketing for CFB. While Dennis does that, I want, to, um, I want to talk about something else, though. And this is maybe something that Dennis shouldn't... Uh, Dennis, just don't listen to this bit because <clears throat> Plot 15 has discovered an infinite money glitch What's on that? CFB. Because Plot15 writes in, says, <clears throat> as, a, as an addendum to this question, also Channel Fireball gives you bonus store credit back. So what's stopping me from selling everything for store credit and then buying like some dual lands and selling them to Channel Fireball again and profiting like 15% or whatever? Is that a bad idea? I, I feel like it has to be bad somehow, but I don't know. Infinite money glitch. You sell the cards for, for store credit, right? You use the store credit to buy more cards. Shut it sell down! Them for store cre- Shut it down! Oh, Plops found Plops found the infinite money glitch. What this were we is, thinking? We always yeah. I told them I told them we can't have the buy list price be the same as the sale price, and they laughed at me, Riley. <laughs> Look at them now. Yeah, now this is like in D and D three point five edition, where I've, I've talked about the infinite money glitch in D and D three point five. No, um, uh, a ladder is I think like a silver piece, right? One mm-hmm. silver piece, but a ten foot pole 
is five silver pieces. So you get the ladder, you break it in half, right? You go from one silver piece to then having 10 silver pieces, plus you've got firewood, which sells for a copper. So just buy infinite ladders. As many ladders as you can buy, infinite money glitch in D&D. D&D 3.5 right, edition. They patched, the, the of, they patched it in D&D They patched it. Yeah, uh, you're limited it. by the amount of ladders, by A, the amount of ladders the store has, and B, yep. the amount of poles it wants. <laughs> no, this is, these aren't, th- this is, it's, this is like a, an NPC in a, in a video game. They'll, they, NPCs in video games, they'll empty out their inventory. like, oh yes, you've got 4,000 copper pots. Yes, I'll buy every single one of them. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. Anyway. I, I'm sorry, Plot 15, but the buy list price and the sale price are not quite the same. To Not quite the same. Because of not quite the same. this, essentially, yeah. They, they did think of that. They did patch the infinite money glitch. Um, now, if you uh, get the 30% CFB. store credit bonus, you might actually be getting there. You'd be getting close. You, it's not, you know, again, I refer You'd people to the story. You'd be turning postage costs into store credit at possibly a favorable <laughs> margin. So, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the CFB, like, futures market hasn't hasn't quite developed to the point where you can, you can you know, trade, buy, sell, and trade in, in CFB store credit. It's not now like you a proto You would order the, car, the, the card, right? You'd order your underground C, let's say. Yeah. And you'd put the address of the warehouse as the delivery address. Yes. And you'd immediately submit a buy list and be yes. like, it's just in the loading bay, go get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, bo- my, my box you sell can, or whatever, can be found in the CFP outgoing mails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go and if get it. Yeah. Oh, well, Plot 15 didn't quite put together the infinite money glitch, but still Close. set us up for the easiest ad read we've ever done in our entire life. I, like, I'm not joking, right? You box we buy is. I think a game changer. It's a game changer. Genuinely, if you're it, sitting at home, put your cards in a box, ship them to Channel Fireball, they will buy them from you. I've I've sold a bunch of cards to CFB via the buy list. It was fine. It was an afternoon of work. Like I had mm. to go through and load things. Always into is. It always and is. Order them and stuff. Until right? now. Now, shoebox, mate. Shoebox cards. Off you go. Easy, easy. Um, right, so you thank you, we, Plot Fifteen. You know we have a promo code, Riley. Oh, we do. Podcast, Tell about the promo code, Dennis. If you're buying anything at ChannelFireball.com or if you're signing anything up for CFB Pro and mm-hmm. you don't want Riley to get the credit alone, use code SMAR, S-M-A-R, yeah. baby. And look, you know, ordinarily, because I'm an avaricious, you know, money-hoarding dragon, this would ordinarily be the case. So you, say, well, you just use my code. Don't worry about SMAR. But no, no, no. No, no, I have to say, half the work, Dennis, half the, you do half the work, well, half the work is generous, but you do some, you do a, a percentage of the work for this hey man, podcast. Say, showing up is half the battle, and I do that every time. You do do that every time. You do show, <laughs> if that's all, if that's all that you need, yeah, okay, so you can use the, uh, the promo code SMAR, all caps, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, that's the, that's the way to support the show and make sure that Dennis lines his pockets with, uh, with that good promo code, promo, promo code gold there. Um, anyway, Dennis, should we begin the show? Let's begin the show. Let's look at some magical buttholes. Let's kick this thing off, Dennis, with a nice, easy one. Let's let's ease out. We don't want to start with the hard stuff, right? No. Let's let's take let's take a, a real sitter here. This one comes from Dustin Callahall, and I really like the fact that this is becoming how people are asking the question now. <clears throat> is my asshole magical? <laughs> I went to a PTQ back in the days and I went X2 and got paired up against a person who was X11. I was playing to earn Planeswalker points. I was attempting to earn some buys at a GP. And I watched him stumble through KCI combo and I ruined his combo halfway through both games, beat him 2-0. Nice. Mm-hmm. He requests that I say he won in two so that he gave a shot at the rest of the tournament that I had at no chance of making top eight. Of course, at X and two, you're not going to make it. At X1 and one, maybe you do. I declined as I wanted more Planeswalker points. The guy got pretty upset with me and in the next round, a couple of tables over, started ripping into me because I made him not be in top eight contention over one pack as I was still live reprising. Fairly certain that this is just that guy's the asshole, but I always felt like there's a chance that I was the ass for not letting him have the win when there was not much riding on it for me. I was basically there dream crushing at that point. Dennis, is Dustin Callahall the asshole? So Riley, there's a, there are fastballs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There are normal mm-hmm. pitches. Yes. There are softballs. Yes. And there was rolling the baseball from the mound yes. towards the hitter. And that is what this one is. Uh, you know what? This one might even just be T-ball. Yeah, yeah, it's on the rope. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sitting on top of a little T there and you just yeah. whack it. Yeah. This right, is the yeah. easy. Yeah. This is so easy. I don't this believe This is that. so easy. Hey, there's something so, like this other, and I've encountered a lot of magic players like this. Well, this is the only, like, the, I, you know, I don't, I, this is sort of, 
I'm, I'm putting this question in because there is actually a discussion. Yeah, there's some lots of It's not just like the short and sweet is like, no, you're not the asshole. You're entitled yes. to win. You're entitled to your own, you know, shot in the race. If you're your yeah. pack, you won it, you earned it, yada yada, plans, rock points, all that stuff. Hmm. If this person is like, oh, he robbed me of my top eight spot or shot at top yeah. eight, that that guy's then robbing somebody else. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, Riley, you know how ma- you know Magic Gathering tournaments are collaborative events where you all work together to figure out who yes. deserved most to be <laughs> in top eight. It, yeah. It's a cooperative and collaborative experience. Yeah, no, that's it's right. a competitive game. You lost. You get nothing. Good day, sir. I just really like your point there because, you know, the reason I put this in, I was like, well, this is actually an interesting discussion to have. It's very clear that Dustin's not in the wrong here, but there are a lot of people who do have that sense of entitlement, right? And this is something that I think people need to overcome. This sense, it's like, oh, I deserve it. I'm the one, that, you know, I got the bad pairing, whatever. No, no, The no. whole social pressure to intentionally draw into top eight is similar as well. I mean, you can you can make d- decisions based on whatever you want, right? And you can think, but, but one of the, the point that I want to come back to that you made that's actually really, really good here. Is that think about the person on the next table over mm-hmm. who sees this conversation go down, right? Sees Dustin give the opponent the win, right? And then they get knocked out of top eight mm-hmm. because Dustin, like, no, did, did they not deserve the the top eight spot? No, absolutely not. So that's actually a really interesting lens to put it through. It's a zero sum, like, they're only, to- it's called the top eight for a reason. It's not top eight, oh, I guess we'll let you in as well because you deserve it. All right, it's a top nine, everyone. We'll figure it out how, how it works later. Like, no, it's very clearly. This person has got the wrong end of somehow they got the wrong end of the stick with one of the most straightforward situations you can. I don't know, man. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Riley, I want to tell a story, or more specifically, I okay. want you to tell a story. And I know there's a chance okay. you cut this out. Okay. But I wanted to, you to tell a story of the most difficult top eight announcement you ever had to do at a competitive Magic the Gathering event. Oh my goodness! Do I have to do? I this? think you do have to. Do- Oh my Juan, goodness. Juan, really spin up the reel. This. Get it ready. Get it ready for the Twitter clip. Uh, so one time we're at a GP, and I was I was doing I was the floor reporter, right? Mm-hmm. So it got to the top eight announcement, and Dennis like, "Hey, do you want to do it?" I'm like, "Great." Because normally just a judge that. does it, and like it's a nice thing. But like I, I knew Riley could do a little bit more pomp and circumstance, and it'll be a little more entertaining. Just, you know, a you know, little bit of zip and zap, and it turned out to be really entertaining. It, didn't it? sure did. <laughs> Now, obviously, what you normally do in most, in, in almost every other co- area of competition, you count backwards up, right? Because it's about who came first. Yeah, you would go third, second, first. But in a top eight, it's obviously the, the, the real sweat the is important eighth, one. Exactly, yes. So I go uh, in first place, blah, 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 hooray, blah, blah, whatever. You know, for the second place, blah, blah, whatever, right? Get down there and. Down to seventh. I'm going to just you did the Marshall Sutcliffe. Only two more. And now the final competitor in our yes. top eight of Grand Prix, whatever it was, you did the whole shebang on the and intercom the for the whole, whole hall listening. Thousands yes. of Magic players. All of the people in contention circled around me, fingers crossed. You know, fists balled in tension. Thousands it was, it of was, dollars on the line, riding on the oh. next words that come out of Riley's mouth. And I look at the sheet that's in front of me. I look at the name that's in ninth and I say, you better not say that name because that's going to be the worst thing. Make sure you say the name above it. And then I said, and in eighth place, the name of the person in ninth place. <laughs> he goes mental. He screams, yes, 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 Jumping yes. up like and down. He jumps around, friends are hugging him, that sort of stuff. And I was like, I just, I like... I, I've done... Um, man, I've made some mistakes in my past. And you know that clawing icy grip you steve harvey it like it was it was like my stomach imploded on itself i saw Riley's right? eyes i saw him look at the sheet i could tell something was wrong a second yeah but then you but, but then d- you're like maybe if i just eat this pairing eat this standing sheet no one will ever did, know when we can did I, did, on. Hang on, wait, did i tell you that i think you might have told me I might have. I don't know if I told you that or not, but it's funny because obviously, obviously, I would, obviously, this wasn't actually going to happen. Work. But the, the first thing that went through my head was, if I play it cool, maybe no one will notice. <laughs> I mean, they will when the pairings go up and the other guy's not on it. Oh, but I just, I, you know what I, I think it was, right? I think like in my head, it was like, as a primary school teacher, as a trivia show host. As a DM in in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Sometimes you can fudge some stuff oh, and get yeah. away with it, right? Oh, yeah. Like sometimes if you read it out wrong, you're like, oh well, I guess this is the new reality now. I guess you did Derek get that question wrong, whatever, yeah. you know. 
So I, that was my first reaction. For half a second, I was like, can I just ride this out? And then I, I was like, wait, no, obviously I can't. You look obviously up, you there's look no way I can. Eric Levine like, sitting on the computer brandishing like, Wizards Event Reporter uh, at you being like, not, not today. That, it's also like horrifically unethical well, for me to too. be like, mm, sorry, I'll condemn the person who actually came eighth. Sorry, they go to the dustbin just to cover my ass. So no. No, no, because Robbie, you I don't know. The guy in ninth, he could have been playing against someone in the early rounds who had been paired up. And that person could have cost him their tiebreaker. So he deserved to oh, be in sure. top eight. Oh, sure. I mean, the, the, he deserved the, to be in top eight from the, from the get go. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's what I was trying to do, Dennis. I was just trying to right, right the wrong the, the entire way through. Oh, it was so bad. And I immediately ate crow. It was awful. I had to then go, sorry, sorry, sorry. I read that wrong, right? <coughs> it's actually this person. And do you know the worst thing about it, Dennis? Mm. Is that the guy whose name I read incorrectly immediately scarpered? Yeah, just right. Left. Didn't hang around for Tail it. His legs. I couldn't. I just wanted to go and apologize. I just wanted to go. Of course, and what else He's embarrassed. I'm so sorry, but he just yeah. left. I felt sometimes so, Ryan, I still feel bad about it. Sometimes if I've burned the inside of my mouth eating like a ham and cheese toast and it was too hot or whatever, or if it's raining yeah. outside and I've like gotten my socks wet, or if I'm like on a yeah. call really late at night and I'm having a really, really crummy day, I'll just close my mm. eyes and I'll think about you looking at that standing sheet. And the look in your eyes, and it just makes everything feel a little better, man. Just that, 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 uh, the, the, the beautiful conjunction of cosmic horror mm-hmm. and me also being like, can I get away with this? <laughs> I saw, A, can you get away with this? And B, and you're like, if I think really hard, maybe I could just give myself a brain aneurysm and we could just exit this situation entirely. Oh. And I just collapse. Maybe, actually, that was the out, right? That was the Take out. Heart it was for me to like, for me to have a heart attack or for me to have another brain aneurysm or something. And then no one's cared about, no one cares about the top eight. Now the headline is Riley Knight rushed to hospital with a, with a brain aneurysm. Oh, that, that was my out. I should have done that. Oh, Dennis. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to leave this in. I mean, I don't really want to. It's going to be on Twitter, mate. It's a again. great story. Oh, dear. Can I just say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm so sorry. I don't remember which event it was at. Do you? No, because we I can could look it up. Figure it. We could probably look it up and find. We, we could find who came ninth, and I could try to make some. Send kind him of two hundred bucks I mean, or whatever. The difference between eighth and first. I mean, if it, if it was you, if it were you who I did this to, please tell me so I can in somehow I can somehow <laughs> ro- write this wrong because I I still you know you I, this doesn't happen to me too often, which I think means that I don't have too many embarrassing things that like keep me up at night. But you know, sometimes like when you're about to go to sleep, oh, and everyone's yeah. like, hey, remember this thing? Like, there's not. There's not too many. Like one time, I called my primary school teacher dad, and that's yeah, like, yeah. and everyone laughs. And obviously, but that, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty small ball. This is one where I just wish I could men in black myself. Just pew, all gone. Just I wish I could. I wish I could eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Just that memory because it is. Like even now, it is making me feel so uncomfortable. And I know you're loving I love it as it. well. You you vexatious villain. You're you are loving me feeling as like as much this. as as much as um. Uh, positions in a top eight are zero sum. The enjoyment in minor artist conversations like this are also zero sum. The more uncomfortable inside you get, the happier I feel, baby. <laughs> oh, well, I guess a lot of people listening to this are going to be able to, you know, sustain themselves off the yeah. same energy there, Dennis. So we're, we're doing them a favor. Kopf Stark writes in Riley and asks, am I the magical asshole? Mm-hmm. I was playing in a fairly casual LGS modern tournament with Azoria's control. I was still building the deck and adding cards whenever I could. I go into round three, zero oh and two, paired against a younger player, probably eleven or twelve years old, playing red fast stuff. <laughs> I use a couple of removal spells, and when I cast a second Snapcaster, my opponent says, "Geez, how many of those do you have?" Forgetting I had just picked up the third, I answer, "I only have two. A turn or two later, I draw the third and use it again to flashback more removal. Opponent gets real tilted and says, "I thought you said you only had two. I say, "Oops, I just picked up the third. Am I the magical asshole?" You certainly come across as the magical asshole, but yeah. the intent was not there. So I think cosmically, karmically, you're in the clear. Yeah, I think I think intent comes uh, comes down to it as well. And this actually provoked a very interesting discussion, Dennis, in the Discord, uh, in in the um, in the smart discussion uh, Discord. There, people were talking about um, what you should say in situations like this. Like, I don't think you're the asshole for doing this. I think you should be more mindful the point that i was going to make before i read through that discussion is i think you need to be more mindful when you're playing against kids in particular because right i I kind of forgot about that part yeah because if you're playing against someone like if if i were playing against someone else who i was you know who i could tell was very experienced or had been playing for a long time or whatever else right um you just don't even answer 
Like, he's like, how many of them are playing? Well, you don't. Like, you well, just, at, least, at least two. And that's what everyone in the Discord was saying. Like, you at least two, right? Like, that's that's always the answer. But I think when you're playing against a kid, like, and, and someone pointed this out in the discussion as well, it's a good opportunity to, if it depends on what your sort of standing or what your relationship with the person you're playing against is, it's a good idea to kind of get them in the headspace of why that's not a good question to ask. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it I doesn't mean, help you in any way. Like, you, you, everyone, everyone can play between zero and four copies of a card. And asking that sort of question, it doesn't... Like, it's taking up gigabytes in your I mean, brain. I think but, we're assuming... And I don't know the intonation the kid said it with, but I think yeah. we're assuming that it was a genuine question. It might not have been. Like, a kid's like, oh, how many of those do you have? Your an appropriate response to that is, oh, it's a pretty good card, huh? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah exactly. it's kind of busted. Yeah. But if it's like... No, but I think it was, I think that, because it's like, geez, how many of those do you have? It's like, surprise. I, I don't think you, I just don't think you give a numerical answer. Or as you're saying, as as people in the Discord agreed, you say at least two, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there is, a, there's a, a broader thing to address here, which is like, why you shouldn't ask questions like that? Because you're taking your, I mean, your opponent, your opponent doesn't have to be honest with you and they don't have to give you an answer and that's... I don't know. I, do, I just don't see the value in asking questions like that. Having said this, this is a kid. So, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for them to learn why that isn't the sort of angle of attack you should take when attempting to figure right. out, you know, <laughs> how your opponent's deck is built. I'm not sure. Uh, definitely feel bad, though. Definitely feel yeah, bad. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of like a Zen Buddhist. There's the Helicopters are circling my home. I'm sure that's coming through on the recording. I'm not actually certain. No, I can't hear any of the helicopters. Why are but, they coming um, for you, Dennis? Have they, I don't they've, know. They're, they're, they're coming for Mozart, and you're the only way that they yeah, know how to, yeah. <laughs> how to track you down. But um, it's one of those, like, it's like a Zen riddle. Like, Mm-mm. if I if I come across as an asshole, and what I said makes me look like an asshole, and the other person thinks I'm an asshole, am I just an asshole, even if I didn't mean mm. to be? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's unreasonable for someone who viewed that to walk away and think, "Wow, what an asshole!" But we exactly. have we've got we've got the benefit of seeing what was going on in your head. And if you didn't mean it, like obviously you're not trying to shark a twelve year old. No. Um, but I mean, if you were, and if someone reasonably deduced or induced from that experience that that's what you were doing, I, I think that they'd be you know able to think or right? say yeah. that. But but I mean, yeah, it's not. It's 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 clearly not the case here, right? I don't no, know. I mean. I think you can feel fine where, um, you know, cops start going to bed and not thinking you did an assholey thing. Hmm. But understand that if somebody watched this and if, and if, you know, hmm. certainly what that other kid felt, you could come across as an asshole. And I think that would be entitled to view you as such. Yeah. It's tricky. It's hard. It's tricky. Like maybe, maybe you explain it afterwards. Maybe that just makes it worse. I don't know. It depends mm. on the dynamic at the table. It depends how things go. It depends how apologetic you were when you drew the third one. There's all sorts of stuff going on in here, but. I think broadly speaking, and again, on the consensus on the Discord that people reach is, you just say like, yeah, at least two, you know, <laughs> but between between zero and four and at least two now. So <laughs> we got another question here. Uh, another Am I the Arsehole question, Dennis, that was sent in by your fix. Not my, my fix. fix. Yeah, your fix. Oh, no, this you. is actually your like Y-O-R-E, like your tiller, your fix. Mm-hmm. Um Again, is my asshole magical? I love this. Um, my friend and I went to a Guild of Ravnica draft a couple of years ago. Okay. It was one of our very first in-person events. I knew I shouldn't stand over his shoulder and say anything and vice versa, but I couldn't help myself from at least watching his match after mine had concluded. Yeah, fair enough. His opponent targeted a hexproof creature with removal spell and proceeded to swing for lethal, and my friend just let it happen. I understand that I'm not supposed to give game advice, but as it was one of my very first imper- ever in-person events, I thought that a rules clarification wouldn't hurt anyone. I mentioned that the creature has hexproof. They were cool about it and rewinded and kept playing. And I don't even know how the game ended up. Was I the asshole for mentioning anything at all? Or should I have just let the game end like that? This is an interesting misconception here, Dennis. Yeah, that's not outside advice. No. I mean, it's here's the thing, though. It's a, mis- it's a double misconception. Because one, that's not outside advice. If you start tapping at a GP, you should stop the match and call a judge. Yes. This is an FNM, though. You still do it. You still do it, but people might think you're being... I mean, I don't think you are, but I think some people could misconstrue this as taking it too seriously. No, I think it, no, no, no. I think this is pretty clear cut because it's a hexproof creature, and because they do, and it's an illegal game action. It, yeah, like it's an illegal game action. It's not, it's not, it's not a sort of like, oh, you forgot a trigger, or oh, you did this, or oh, you did that. It's a thing that actually can't take place, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're, I don't know. I mean, this has happened to everyone, right? Um, you, they attack with you two two. 
you block with a two three like oh it's safe they pump it and you're like yep okay sure and then you just forget to put because in your brain it's like surviving you're like oh wait yeah of course you mm. need to be reminded to put it in the graveyard little things like that it happens to everyone so in that situation no if you're sitting and watching i think you actually almost have a responsibility to point it out to be honest um I and think so, you know, in this case, I think the data did the right thing. I think some yeah. people could misconstrue this as taking it too seriously or being quote unquote rules lawyery, but I think they will be wrong to think that. I think they're wrong to think that as well. And I think at a GP, you should never intervene like this yourself. At a GP, at a, at a higher level than casual rules enforcement level, you always tell the players, you say, stop, I need to call a judge, right? You don't mm-hmm. tell, you don't tell them why, you don't give them, you just say, stop, I need to call a judge, right? Mm-hmm. But at this level, I think you can say, hey, that has hexproof, and that's fine, right? Like at FNM, if someone's going to take you to town over not having called a judge for that sort of stuff, they're the one who is now taking it too seriously. Like, you, you can definitely- not, Yeah, because at that point, they're trying to get some something over on someone. Yeah, exactly. Why does the judge need to be involved? You know that it's a hexproof yeah, creature. Yeah, but this, sound, this sounds a, like, this is like just an innocent mistake. And it sounds like they didn't mind either. So I think you're perfectly in the clear here. Yeah, there's not, I don't think anyone in this situation is the asshole. But I think that your fix, at the very least, is just, um, has a misconception that this sort of thing could ever be contentious. And let me tell you this, your fix, if anyone ever- picks you up on doing anything like this, they're in the wrong, 100%. Like, there's mm-hmm. no situation in where you intervening to fix a game rules issue like this. It depends how active you are, I guess, if you're, if you're being like, hey, idiot, that's got hexproof, you cheater. Like, if you do that, then maybe, you know, but just I've just realized something that, interesting, Riley. You're sitting in a slightly different angle today than you usually do. Okay. Which means that I can see the reflection of you in the mirror behind you. Okay, yes. And I've just thought about how terrifying it would be if only your reflection turned around and looked the same way as... Oh, yeah. Just looking to the camera. So if you want to see what my setup is like, uh, you can watch my stream, twitch.tv slash Tower. But in the background, yeah, in the background of my my room... You've got a a big uh, full mirror wardrobe. Big, yeah, big big mirrored wardrobe. And uh, people often, often make jokes about how you know, they can see stuff on the second monitor. Like, Dennis, how, it's pretty big, but you can't see anything on my second monitor there. Like, I, I can see that you have our call on your... Well, it yes. looks like your left-hand monitor, so it's actually your yeah, right-hand monitor. Yeah, I can monitor. move you over to there, and now you can see that you're on the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah like and that. And I can see... I assume you have the dock, the show notes open on the other one. Show notes open on the other one, like a professional. That's right, yep. You know what's hilarious? I, I, I also have two monitors. Yeah. On my left monitor, I have the the call where I can see yes. you. There's just nothing on the other monitor. I could have had the show notes over there. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can tell you why, Dennis. Why? It's because usually when you record, you're playing bloody League of Legends or, or you're drafting or doing something. So you're used to not having anything. You're not used to not having any work on the second Let monitor. Let me share my monitor with you, Riley. Let me just okay, share screen. I'm gonna, this, Here's this, screen this, one. Obviously, yep. infinite zone of you are called over and over again. Now it's, now it's just a, a, a mirror this gallery. This is there, all yep. that's on screen two. <laughs> Oh, that's a very nice. Oh, that you've got the um. Oh, okay, you've got the Jedi archives from Trinity, um, yeah, Trinity College Dublin Library, but also the League of Legends client. <laughs> also the League of Legends client getting ready to hop into a hop into a quick game later on, Dennis. In case the podcast gets a little bit boring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've thought about playing guess. a game of League or of Overwatch or something. Or I used to play Magic during the podcast. I've done that before for sure. Yeah, but, the old the old, uh, the old Louis Scott Vargas. Trick, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought about playing League, and I think I would. I think it would affect my attention in the podcast, at least a little bit. I, I really, most. really envy your ability to multitask because you can do it. And I do notice sometimes, but a lot of the time, like, I'm just oblivious to the fact that, you know, you've got a... And this this video setup that we have here is, is about accountability. Yeah. It's so we don't have your cat jumping across your keyboard all the time. Yeah, it's know? so that I haven't actual walked away while you're in the middle of telling a story to get a snack. Dennis, if I if I bought an enormous mirror, mm-hmm. would you mount it on the wall behind you? For you. So I can I mean, so I can hideous, keep an eye? So no, but in, in in principle, yes, I would. You wouldn't do it for me because why? Because I wouldn't hate I would I would hate to have the big mirror on the wall all of the for the the, the Every every time that isn't the two hours to record the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, um, I'll just trust in your, you know, ability to stay focused just for 45 me. minutes. <laughs> oh, he's off. He's gone. He's doing something. He's, he's, ta- he's typing away. All right, Dennis, it's time for me to get my butane tank and get my um my what are the you know the things were they like the lighter things where it's got like a, not like a cigarette lighter but it's got like a stick on it like a long one so you can light things from like a, oh like like yeah like a like a long like a safety like light a safety light i don't know what it's called anyway um time to gather them get the tongs <laughs> give them a give them a, a practice snap you know you always do that when you pick up the tongs because <laughs> it's time to pop you on the grill dennis 
Oh wow! Okay, I was that was a that was a circuitous route to get to that. Why one. do you? Why do dads do that? Do snap the tongs? Yeah, why you got to snap the tongs? Make sure they still work. But of course, like <laughs> make sure they're functional. Oh, yep, still still snapping. I don't know what what what. Are you a bar? Are you a barbecuey guy, right? Oh, lo- are you the guy that at a barbecue stands over and put hands on his hips like? Oh. Gonna be good. It's almost done. No, I I like. I mean, I like a barbecue. I like to eat the barbecue. I don't like to do the work on the barbecue though. Like I'll let I'll let someone. You know, here's something else. You can relate to this because you actually can't do this. But I don't like to drive. Yeah, they can relate. Like to that. if I if, I, that. if I go out with Megan, Megan always drives. I mean, it's her car usually, which is. But for you, so you're you you'd rather be like a lackadaisical guy. Like if you wanted to put something on the barbecue, like say you want to say you're cooking something, yeah. right? At a friend's barbecue, yeah. and. You you wouldn't want to get up and walk all the way over and put it on there. Say it's like some sort of seafood item, and you wouldn't want to like get up and physically move all the way over to the barbie. You would just you would just throw it on. You would just throw I would the shit. Throw, throw I would the throw the prawn on the barbecue. Yes, <laughs> from across the garden. Yeah, I would throw. <laughs> oh dear! It's you know the most annoying thing about that is we don't call them shrimps. No, you call them we call prawns. them prawns. Well, those are different. Are those not different animals? I don't think. I think it's just an American versus a, a British way of saying things. Shrimp versus prawn difference. Yeah. They are different animals. They're different animals? Okay. We, yes. we call them prawns. What are, we, you don't get shrimp. You don't have shrimp. Uh, they look basically the same, but they are allegedly Just different. sea bugs. I, don't, I mean, I don't eat them anyway because they're just, bu- they're just the bugs of the they're sea. They're gross. They're yeah. so gross. Like, I don't- they're delicious, though, man. Hmm? They're delicious. Uh, they do taste very good, but they're still just disgusting. And they make a, they make a mean cocktail. They do a shrimp cocktail. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know why we haven't penetrated the mystery of of, of how. Why are there prawn cocktail flavored crisps? Well, that you know in Australia what we call them? Huh? Light and tangy. I suppose they are, but you don't describe anything else based on the flavors. It's, you describe it on the ingredients. Do you know what else is really weird? The the colors. Mm. <clears throat> so the there's a standard set across brands. No, it's different. That's not true. It's not across brands. In Australia, it's the sta- It's uh, like blue is original, right? No, red is no, original. No, this is the thing. Our colors are different for the for the different colors mm-hmm. of potato chips in Australia. Blue is original. Pink, ready salted. Yeah. Pink. What yeah. is it for you? Prawn no, salt and vinegar. Prawns are pink though. <laughs> yeah, so salt and vinegar. Apparently, uh, salt and vinegar is blue. Green. Cheese no. and onion. Usually, I chicken. guess. Chicken. Whoa, that's a separate issue. Chicken flavor. Yeah, chicken flavor. Yeah, it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes like chicken flavor. It tastes like chicken salt. Cheese and onion is yellow. Yeah, it, so rather than rather than sweet and tangy, what chicken is Moorish and disappointing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like chicken flavored chips. Um, cheese and onion is yellow. That makes sense. Cheese is yellow. Sure. Yeah. Um, barbecue orange. Yeah, brown maybe. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, orange. Yeah. yeah, but it's just it's it's we. I don't know. I don't know how the 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 chip meta evolved differently in Australia than it did to you know other parts of the world. But uh, yeah. That's the those are the flavor of potatoes. Are any, uh, so now that you live here and have lived in Europe for quite some yes. time, are there some Australian snacks that you miss, oh like Tim Tams or whatever? I mean, Tim Tams are fine. Tim Tams are kind of overrated. Tim Tams are the bacon of Australian chips. Everyone kind of goes mental, mm. like they're the unicorn of it. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's uh, Tim Tams." They're fine. They're just fine. They're not. They're okay. What I really miss, Dennis, is shapes. Sh- shapes. We have shapes here, man. Do you have shapes? Just geometry? Yeah, <laughs> I really miss shapes. I just haven't seen a square for, you know, years. Yeah, this no, this, we, this listless blob we have, that is the European continent. We have, everything is so amorphous in Europe. Um, no, we have, a, we have a series of snacks in Australia called shapes, right? And they come in... Shapes? I feel, I feel, I'm googling shapes, snacks, yeah. Australia. And they come in many different shapes and sizes. Uh, and there's lots of different flavors, like the... Arnott's, Arnott's make Arnott's them. shapes, yeah. So there's savory, which is very boring. My dad used to get savory shapes. I didn't like them. Uh, pizza shapes are very good. Uh, barbecue shapes are amazing. They're hexagonal. So are the pizza shapes, actually. Um, chicken crimpy is a flavor. I don't know what crimpy is, but chicken crimpy is mm. a flavor. Uh, there's cheddar, but the best one, of course... Nacho cheese, nacho cheese. Look at the shape of the nacho that cheese one as well. It's uh, nacho it's cheese. really really. Oh, this I'm trying so to get my hands on some shapes for you. Here. Oh, don't bother. You can get them here. They're like four four pounds a, a packet, and it's yeah, pizza flavor shapes. Yeah, yeah. The, Baked, not fried. Flavor you can see. Flavor you can that's see. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the tagline. Flavor you can seventeen see. euros for a box of yeah, shapes. Yeah. yeah, they're pricey, man. At home you get them like two fifty, but um, which is you know seventeen euro cent or whatever. The place that sells them here, by the way, is kiwi.ie, purely, purely of your people. No, not of my people, Dennis. That's why it's seventeen. Yeah. That's why it's seventeen euros because it's obviously coming via New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go ship it from, from Australia the, from, to New Zealand from New Zealand, Zealand exports. 
from the export company. Exports. Yes, seven. As opposed to the Australian export no, company. No, export. I've done this a thousand yeah. times, Dennis, and I'll do it again. New Zealanders have a very different accent to Australians. New Zealanders, they say, get in the car. And we say, get in the car. It's completely different. I can actually tell what the difference. Because it's a different accent. It's a different accent. But most people, I promise you. Anyway, um, I do miss shapes. I miss shapes a lot. They're really, really tasty. Megan, Megan tracks them down for my birthday. And um, I've still got half a bag in the in the cupboard I'm saving. I might even, oh, maybe I'll eat them today now. Or maybe I'll eat them. I've got still half a packet of, uh, of, of pizza shapes in the, in the cupboard. I miss, from the old country, I miss Yadro and Motokex. Those are, those Sorry, are Dennis, miss. I'm going to have to stop you there. Motokex? Moto Kex. Kex just means cookies. Yes. But Moto. Yeah. Like Yugi, like Yugi Moto. Like, search, search Moto Kex. Okay, Moto Kex. All right, let's have a look for Moto Kex. M-O-T-O-K-E-K-S? K-S, like the alt-right meme, um, 100%. Yeah, no, Kex is the same in, um, I think, German. Oh, these don't look very nice at all. They're delicious. Are they really good? They just yeah. look like jam ever, fancies. They look like j- jammy Dodgers with chocolate. <gasps> oh, is that chocolate? Oh, I'm much more interested now. I thought that was just like uh, like yeah, strawberry jam filling. They're really, really strong. So you dip them in milk yeah. and you wait and you wait and you wait and you ah, wait. Ah, yes. And then- Make them sloppy. You get a sloppy boy in there. Yeah, okay. And then Yadro, if you look up Yadro, J-A-D-R-O. Sorry, J-A-D-R-O. A-D-R-O. Okay. These are premium. The premium biscuits. Premium Hungarian snacks here. Oh, they look very good actually, yeah. Got a stack of them. Napolitanki. Napolitanke. Napolitanke. It's so funny. It's like you're a different person when you talk in when you when you talk in you know Hungarian. Hungarian. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> I was, I was thinking of another another Central European language. Yeah. <laughs> when you speak in your Romanian, Dennis, you sound like a different person. It's really very funny. Um, what were we talking about? Customer service issue. Customer service issue. We got a very serious customer service issue. All right, and I've got I've caught. You're gonna put me. You're, you're gonna throw me on the bar. I'm gonna throw you on the grill. Like, That's right. Like, I'm gonna toss you on like the grill shrimp, like yeah. so many prawns, Dennis. Are you ready? <clears throat> because as the senior vice president of, I don't even know what your job title is, but you, I, prawn outreach. We've had um, a danker point, right? A dancer point has got in touch with, a, and, and she's got a very serious issue here. To, uh, and she says, <clears throat> pretty disappointed in CP customer services inability. To handle a pretty straightforward request, and she um, no, we take things like this very seriously. Very seriously. We take our customer service department very seriously. And she encloses and a photo of the support. issue here. Um, yeah, so there's an order here for, for a double masters booster box, box masters. fulfilled, and she, she's holding the box here in the photo. Yep. And the order comments say, "I don't see an option on the product page of which version of double masters I'm ordering, so I assume I need to put it in here." I would like to receive the smart edition of this booster box with Riley and Dennis as the two masters. Parentheses. I don't think we can mix and match, right? Thank you. And she's got just Chandra and what looks like like an angel or something. Uh, no, no, I think it's Kalia. Yeah, it's Kalia. Oh, it is Kalia. And who? But is that Steel Overseer? It's Kalia and like I don't know Platinum Imperial or something Plus ridiculous. The Colossus yeah. Or something. It's not, it's not, okay. So, um, Dennis, is there anything you'd like to say to at Anchor Point at this point? Um, well, I would like I would like to let her know that we've take we take we take these kind of things very seriously. Mm-hmm. I've already uh, I've forwarded this on to the, on to the channels that you know it should necessarily go to. And I would like to assure you that everyone in the warehouse has been taken out back and shot or hiring new, new staff from the get go. <laughs> no, but I do wonder, I do wonder if anybody reads comments like, well, like, uh, the, like that aren't related to like actual delivery things. I mean, I definitely do. I have a little online shop for, um, uh, half. Yeah, I would wager Chan Farbell gets more orders each day than you Than halfhousehistory.net. So that, then, uh, big, halfhousehistory.bigcartel.com. Eh, yes. It's probably close. But I like reading them. Sometimes, sometimes people put like nice little bit of bits of feedback in there. Sometimes, I, you know, the one that I like the most is like, "Hey, if it's not too trouble, too much trouble, could you send me like a, ti- a signed token or something?" It's like that's not even close. Like, yes, of course. I'll, like, that's not even. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like, "Oh, please, you know, I don't." It's, it's, it's. Hey, if it's not too much trouble, could you make me a ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> and send it through the post? Yeah, sure. I don't know. That would go. You know, I sent a, a package off recently. It took two months to get there. Two months to get across the Atlantic. Package that's arriving for me. That hasn't oh, that also. Yeah, we should. T- well, this is this is something I wanted to talk about, Dennis. I mean, this is obviously an ex- inexcusable error. I don't know what what the mm. recompense here for at Anchor Point is, um, but you know, I'm sure you'll. I told you it was it was swift and merciless swift justice. Swift and merciless justice. <laughs> we have stuff there. Um, but have, let's let's talk about bad customer experience. First of all, I want to talk about good customer experience um, uh, uh, experiences that I've had. Uh, so I recently got you something for your birthday, uh, mm. which was in the 28th of June. Happy birthday, Nas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Thank you me. some custom-made business cards, 
Uh, would you like to yes. share what they have on them, Dennis? Or uh, have you got? They have a. They have. Oh, I think I have one here. The other ones are in the room, so I can't go get them quite easily. They've got. They've got a picture of you in a bathrobe. They got a picture of me in a bathrobe which you scrapped off my Facebook. I believe. Yes. And I can't remember what does the, what does the title say? Chibo and Chief. Chibo and Chief, which is a, an old affectionate yeah. nickname that we have for each other, and yeah. Executive Cheesebag. Executive cheese yes, bag, yes, and then it's got stra- I mean, the cheese bag Strandac- com at the bottom of it in case people considering need to they're entirely unusable because of the nonsense titles and the photo of me in a bathrobe on them. The gra- I'm upset with how nice the graphic design and typography. The are. The design's very good, isn't it? I, I, I can. Do- it's I, really I, good. I design a main business card, Dennis. It's funny. They're really nice. It's like it's like this. It's like very square and white and like a nice serif font and a black marble background. It's very nice. Very. It's 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 very it's for some very like it's some real. Uh, is it what is it American? Psycho? American Psycho? Yeah, some real yeah. American Psycho stuff there. I'd be getting chopped into little bits if uh, if Patrick Bateman saw this. Anyway. But you said there was a second half to my present, which never There's arrived. There's a second half to the present, which never, never arrived. So I got in touch with the company that uh, that organized it, and I got in touch with them. They were like, oh, yeah, no, we've got no idea where it, where it is. We'll send it over to the deployment team. They, like, scoured the warehouse to see if it was sitting on a shelf somewhere. And I just got an email mm-hmm. just before we started this podcast saying, it'll be with you in three to five working days. Uh, we'll send you out a, a freshie. So you're getting a fresh one, Dennis. You're getting a fresh mug. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you to see this. Um, I'll tweet about it when well, I get Well, because it's it's funny, you've something you've said on the show today, right? What? Is involved with the mug. Something you have said oh, and, wow. and obviously I couldn't have, I can't have gone and put it on the show after this. It was something I put not. on yeah, before yeah. and you've referenced it today, which is quite incredible. Oh, I'm very excited. Um so look forward to that in three to five business days. But I want to talk to you about a very bad customer experience that I had. Does this say world's best boss in Hungarian or something? <laughs> That would have been very good, actually. <laughs> Just something in Hungarian. Oh dear, no, it's not. It's not. There's nothing in Hungarian. I can tell you that. Um, no, I want to tell you about a bad customer experience that I had. Right, <clears throat> check this out. Mm-hmm. So, I ordered a product. I'm not going to say what the product was. I'm not going to say, but I ordered a product for someone else. Right, it was being sent right. to an address that wasn't mine. Okay, so this person right. they gave me their address. I sent it to this thing, and let's say that it cost, let's say, ten euros. Right, it didn't, but let's say it cost ten euros. Sure. So, <clears throat> no worries. Order gets dispatched. I pay for it. Off it goes, right? A couple of weeks later, a month later, I get an email back saying, hey, the address the address you gave us wasn't... Uh, oh, sorry. It was 10 euros with free shipping. That's important, right? It was 10 euros for the product, mm-hmm. free shipping. Um, it wasn't... Uh, the address that you gave us wasn't valid, so it's it's been returned to our office here. What would you like us to do with it? Okay. Right? So, I say, okay... I contact the person. Oh, wrong address. Update the address. Give them the updated address. I'm like, hey, would you mind forwarding it to Should this here, address? Yeah. Right? They're like, sure. That will be 15, 15 euros 50 Excuse for me? the postage. And I'm like- More than the price of the product. More than the price of the product. So let me, let me get this straight. You're selling a product for 10 euros with free shipping that costs you 15 euros 50 to then resend after it's like an interesting business. Am I model. being? Is this a hassle charge that I'm now paying? Because they didn't say like I don't know why it's fifteen fifteen euro fifty to send like what what is it about the second the second time they have to go to the post office to send this one? That's the one where they really get you. No, it's brutal. Yeah. So I I replied back to them and I was like, in that case, would it not be better for me to just put in a new order for ten scratch, for, yeah. for ten euros with free shipping, right? And they said, and they uh, their reply was, I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of, "You can do that if you want." <laughs> so it's like, so you'd rather waste an, an extra one of these products, right? Like you'd rather have to be, like you'd have to make another one of these products to send out and just have the other one, what, just sitting? Did you put it in the garbage can? This is bizarre. This is somebody who, who this was above their pay grade, and this is what the the manual said to do. In this and they just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered escalating yeah. it, right? One time, my um, my strange customer service experience, even customer service, because I, I actually, whenever I call customer service, I, because of what basically we just talked about, I try really, really hard to be really like friendly. Yes, and nice, of course. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. never the person I'm talking to's fault that I'm annoyed about something. Yes. No one ever calls them to be like, hello, I'm just calling to let you know that I had my Burger King today for lunch and it was actually delicious and I want to let you know. I do that. Boop, boop, boop. I've done ha- that. I did that. I called Ooh, a, I person. called a feedback. Uh, I had to deal with a, someone on a call center, right? And then at the end, Right, it's like da da da. If you've got any feedback or anything, so I called them back and I was like, "Hey, I've just spoken to such and such," and 
They solved my problem. It was fantastic. Thank you. But I could tell the other person on the other end of the line was was waiting. They were ready for me to drop the hammer. And I was like, nope, just yeah. positive feedback. And they're like, okay, is there no, just just had a just had a great experience with this person. So they're really good at their job. Thank you. That's it. I had a I had one like that where um somebody helped me through some I think it was an internet thing, mm-hmm. actually an issue for like 40, 45 minutes troubleshooting and they fixed it. Yep. And then I was like, is there somebody I can talk to about how like is there like a feedback? Is there a survey or something I can do yes, or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. And they were like, not really. And they were like, I can put you through to my manager yeah. if you want. And I was like, yes, please. Yeah. And I bet. And they did. And I was like, hey, just want you to know, Jonathan did a fantastic job and me feel really cared for, like a value customer. And he helped me. And, and it was tricky, but he helped me through the whole time. And it was, it was wonderful. And they were like, oh, um, thanks. thanks I guess I the guess. first time this ever happened, I don't have a manual for how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, one time I was checking into a hotel and this isn't even a customer service issue. This is just a customer interaction issue. Yeah. I was like, hi, um, I have a room for two nights here. And they were like, yeah, what's the name? And I went, Dennis Stranjak. And they were like, Dennis Stranjak? And I was like, yeah, no, that's a weird name. And I was like, yeah, it's my name. That's <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> I like that as well because you don't have any choice. No. Like, it's not like, oh, sorry, my parents, it's sorry, my parents gave it to me. Like, I can, do you want to? I, that is, uh, that is one of Adam Savadan's favorite stories, the person, because I think, I can't believe he was there if I just told him, I met him later that day. I think it was in Seattle. Or yeah. And he was like, and they were just like, weird name. And I was like, I guess. That is. That's bizarre. So savage. Didn't realize I was checked in to get absolutely roasted. Yeah. I mean, you've been, we popped you on the grill today. You've been roasted. Can I tell you about yeah. an interaction that I had with a, with a, a hotel concierge or co- hotel staff one Concer- time? I arrived. I can't remember where it was. Concierge. I can't remember where it was. Go, it was, bu- go build that house in Age of Empires already. Concierge. <laughs> it was somewhere in the, somewhere in the United States, right? My flight had been delayed. I was tired. It was like five in the morning my time or like even later, Woof. seven in the morning, right? I just wanted to get into bed. I just wanted to go to sleep, right? So I turn up and there was like a slight issue with my booking or something at the desk, right? And so by the time it went through, I'd been waiting at the desk for like 20 minutes or something. And they finally got there. Like, like, and by the time they like gave me the key, I was like, thanks very much. Grabbed the key off the thing with a bang, walked up to my room. I was like, and I was like, I was so ready to get into bed. But on the elevator ride up, on the lift up to my room, just the guilt, man. Like, just the mm. guilt. I was like, I can't do this. So, I went to the room. I put my suitcase in and I was like- Call reception? I, no. I walked back down. I got in the elevator. I went back Bro. down. And I said, listen, it wasn't your fault. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Like, it wasn't clearly the issue. Like, you didn't decide to make this pro- process harder for I me. I believe this was in Seattle for Command Fest because I think you're- Maybe it was. I think you told me about this the next yeah, day. Yeah, I think because I felt- And you know what's the crazy part? Yeah, go on. That's where the person made fun of my name. Oh, so they didn't deserve it. Oh, Dennis. Oh, I shouldn't have apologized. I take it back. Oh, bugger. They're making fun of your name and now I'm apologizing to them. Oh, they deserved every bit of passive aggressive rudeness they got from me, Dennis. Well, that is that for this week, Dennis. Uh, once again, thanks to Channel Fireball, the best place to go and buy and sell your cards on the internet. Well, hang on a second. We started recording at 2.30, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said I had a call at 4.30, yes, correct? Yes. And what time is it now? Yeah, it's 15.34. Wrong, Riley. It's time to duel. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Go! Oh, I was so proud of myself because we were watching... So, so, this is the secret Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, the Seto Scriber here. Um, Dennis tried to get me, because he tries to get me every week. When, if, if, you're, if you want to get in on this, by the way, join the Discord. If you're a, uh, a subscriber of mine on, uh, on Twitch or a Patreon supporter, you can, you can come and watch it. You can come and watch Yu-Gi-Oh with us every week. It's, it's good fun. And every time as we're loading it up, Dennis is like, Dennis tries to get in a conversation about the time. He's like, wow, right. It's pretty late. What, hang on. Wait, what time is it for you? He's like, we're in the same time zone, Dennis. I know what you're doing. Never I'm, flies in. I'm not going to give you the time. So you, but you just, it's at- time to, oh dear. We had some wild stuff happen in the yu verse this time, Dennis. The hacking, Riley, the hacking. The hacking. So now obviously last week we had someone attack the moon and we're not going to, you know, that's, that's a heady rush. We're not, well, that's a high we're not going to come down to, from. Then they promised to duel a ghost. And in this, this week's watch session, it turned out that ghost was just the embodiment of evil and a demon or something. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some real, like, it's now very supernatural. We've gone from like holograms yeah. to actual like dark magic here. But the best part that came out of the, this is, so for those of you who, who followed along, of course, or for those of you who've watched the show, this is the part where he duels ghost Kaiba, right? Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, real Kaiba breaks into his own house to hack via sick music video by the way yeah with like a, a very very cool bit of like that was amazing but to hack the mainframe as they say the in- hack the industrial illusions mainframe to to sabotage the- so this is kind of like 
if you wanted to alter the results of a pro tour hacking like walter right mm-hmm. hacking the pairing program which setokaba wasn't able to do because there was a picture of a vault a door that said keep that out said keep out on it right he he loaded up the program and there was a vault that uh, that had keep out so Dennis, do you want to tell everyone how he got through that well, door? Right, he, he, well, right, if you can't get into the system, Marty, you have to just crash the system. Do you do that with like a DDoS attack or something? No, no, yeah. no, no. You just you crash the satellite. I don't mean the satellite system. You take control of the satellite, boost the rockets, and smash it into the server room, seemingly in like California on the map. Yeah, NorCal. Just I don't know what. So, so, when, the... <laughs> so when. The writers for this series were like, all right, well, hang on, he can hack it and maybe cause a computer crash. And someone's like, wait, what's a computer crash? And like, I guess it's kind of like a car crash, but with computers. No, so like, sold! <laughs> Kaiba hacked a satellite and brought it out of the sky on top yeah. of the Industrial Illusions mainframe, like on, on their physical server space, right? Yeah. That was how he solved this problem and, and brought down the mainframe. Never mind that the way that he hacked into the satellite was apparently by uploading a picture of TNT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he breaks through the door by uploading a picture of TNT. He broke broke through the vault door. TNT.png and he's in. Well, it might have been .gif, actually, because it did... It did animate a little bit. It It did have an animation. But that's how he hacked into it. So, I don't know what... Like, I mean, it worked. Mm -hmm. It worked. An Mm -hmm. act of international terrorism worked by by downing a satellite. But hey, Yugi won the duel. Yugi won the duels. The duels. All for nothing, by the way, because Kimo just took Mokuba away anyway. Oh yeah, the stakes for this duel were like the freedom of Saito's young brother. And uh, he was like, if you win the duel, I'll give you his brother. And then he won the duel and he just didn't. (laughs) I just ran away. Just didn't. Just ran away. (laughs) Dennis, when we first came across Yu-Gi-Oh! on this glorious podcast and when you explained to me everything that it was in it, I was like... (laughs) Ah, oh, there's Dennis again. Classic Dennis, just exaggerating. This is this is more. I'm in the lobby nonsense from him. This is more. Mm. Yep, it's you know. Whenever Dennis tells a story, you just got to subtract anywhere between five and twenty five percent, and it, you'll get be close to the truth. Nope, nope. Dennis actually told like Dennis was bang on the money. I just realized by yep. te- by talking about crashing a satellite to save save a, a ghost brother, like it just shows wild. Man. It's a wild ride. It's a wild We're ride. coming up on back Bakura from school now. Uh, Bakura from school. Yeah. Mm. So this hidden character that's been made reference to a couple of times obliquely and now, oh man. I, I implore you, dear listener, if you are a sub already, if you are a Patreon supporter. Netflix, yeah. Or even if you're just by yourself, just go and watch it. Just go, watching oh, it like, if if you are a sub or a supporter, please come and watch this with us because it is Monday just nights. the most fun, right? Um, but if you're not, it's on Netflix. You've got a Netflix subscription. You can go there. We're up to episode... 11 12 or so yeah 11 or 12 um and uh yeah because it is if you hope i hope you're following along at home it is wild it is just bananas what what a what a trip dennis anyway thank you for joining us for another episode of scrammy river the mtg advice allegedly advice podcast oh we gave out a fair bit of advice today that's true actually brought well, to you as always by the fine folks over channelfobble.com please use code smar to support the podcast and all of your shopping for your cards and accessories and content over there my name has been dennis Riley's name is Riley, and we'll continue to likely be until next week mm-hmm. and we'll see you then stay fresh cheese guys